You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We approach the subject of love this morning. Every, every life, every marriage, every home, every job, every business, every church, has to have a foundation. What, what is your foundation? Uh, hospitals, I was in a hospital and I've not been allowed in rest homes or the hospitals the last two years, next month. But I always would live in the hospitals and visit people in rest homes. And I was in a hospital over here and in the elevator it said our mission and it stated their mission. Our purpose. What is your purpose? Everyone here needs to leave here today and say, I have a purpose in life. Everyone should have a purpose. I don't believe in retirement, but if you do retire, I believe that you should retire, as J.C. Penney said, to something. You don't retire to sit. You'll die. You need to retire to something. I believe in life that all of us have a purpose of existence. Now, if your foundation you say, I begin a company, a business, let's take, and the purpose of your business is money or to provide income or pleasure or fun or activity, it's going to fail. That's a faulty foundation. There must be in your life and in my life, you Bible college students that are going to leave here and go to mission fields and go to churches and start churches and begin churches around America. You have to have a mission. You have to have a purpose. You must have a foundation. A purpose of a business is not money. The purpose of a business is to provide something that people need. Sam Walton was an amazing man. He died many years ago now, uh, probably 25 years ago, died as uh, the richest man in America at that time, and all of his four children were the richest people after him. Sam Walton uh, was not a fancy man. He drove, drove an old pickup truck. Sam Walton, every morning, get, him, get up, put his ball cap on, his blue jeans on, and he'd drive to Benton, Arkansas, Bentonville, Arkansas, and he'd go to the loading docks where those trucks were coming in. And he always picked up donuts and coffee for the truck drivers. He sat there with the drivers as they loaded the trucks and they talked together about Walmart. They talked about his company, Walmart. He made himself available to the truck drivers. Thank God, big play on words, it just yeah. followed. Thank God for truck drivers. Thank God for what they're doing. Yeah. Keep it up, boys. I'm talking, you'll get that. We're here to help the employees. We're here to help our employees. We're here to help customers. We're here to help people on the pathway of life. If this, I, I, we've had in our church probably 15, 20 real estate people somewhere in here today. And they know because I've prayed with all of them through the years. The purpose is not just to make money. And they know it. And they've lived that way. The purpose, and you know it's true. The purpose is to try to help someone get something they might be able to afford to put security for their family. The goal is to help people. The foundation thus is love. 
Because nothing can be built in life without the subject of love. I love my church. Well, love is always a demonstration. Love is always an, uh, is a sacrifice. Uh, love is always one who denies self. Love is always one who serves another. I would hope I could say, and I know I believe this, I love my wife. I love her so much. I, I want to, and yet I'm so proud and so arrogant, so self-willed. I want to serve her. I want to deny myself. If she wants to do it, I want to do it. If she wants to go for a ride, I want to go for a ride. If she wants to do this, I want to do that. Uh, it, what, I would hope that I love her enough that I could deny myself without being a big hero. When I came to this church, I knew 46 years ago that I wanted to give myself to you. But I tell you what, more than that, what's happened and it happened a few years later. I fell in love with this place, not with the buildings. We've met all sorts of buildings. I fell in love with the people. I, I love the little children in the nursery and elementary school and high school and college and those that were there years ago and now they're 40 and 50 years of age and, and they grew up. I, I love children. I go to elementary chapel every Wednesday, and I don't know if I'm any good at it anymore. But I tell you what, I love it. I love singing with them. I love Bible drill. I love to find out how many teeth they lost. And we're doing pretty well, parents, this year. You're doing great. And it's so big for them. It's big for me. I love the birthday when they come and we say happy birthday to them, and I get to talk to them. I love preaching. I love, I love high school chapel. It's a different flavor than element. I just love it. I love going to college chapel. I love speaking on the radio. I love the live broadcast. I love our church. I want you to know, friend, the building, this steel, steel concrete and, and the steel that's here is not the building. This is the church house. You're the church. I love my church. I'm trying to hang on to every day. I don't want to miss church. I don't want to miss talking to people at the door. I want to be out here Sunday morning. It's my life, and soon your life gets over, and you look back, and it was just a good journey. You know what your marriage problem is? And I dealt with so many this week with marriage problems, not just simply here, but long distance. And I know you're watching in other countries. You know what your marriage problem is? It's you. Well, the wife, well, the husband. No, no, it's you. If we could just learn to love that person, if we could learn to love that wife, treat her very carefully and love that husband, love those children. Told our class this morning, our son who pastors in Arizona, surprise Arizona, he came in and saw us last Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday. I love that boy so much. I just love him. I love all three of our children. Our daughter, her husband pastors in Newport Beach, and they celebrate 22 years of marriage this week. I love those kids. I love those 10 grandkids that are away. I love that daughter and her husband and those four grandkids that sit right over there. I just love them. so. I want, I want as much time as I can get with these people. My son texts me so many times, uh, texts dad, and he just said personal things to me how much he loves me. He'll never know until he gets older how much that meant to me. Just to sit at it, have, have a cup of coffee with him and fellowship. 
Why don't you love your wife? I hope I'm not out of bounds. Because the healthiest lady in this church is my wife. 50 years this December of marriage, she's never had a toothache. But I found her three times in the last year, passed out. And all three times have been taken care of and she doesn't have any ailments. It just happened. I tell you what, when I, I straddled over and tried to wake her, it hurt me so much. I love her so, so. Anytime she could have said, I don't want to be a pastor's wife anymore. Let's leave here. Anytime. It's been hard at times. I owe the world to that lady. Whatever she wants, I'll do my best to get it. One day she's going to lose me or I'm going to lose her in death. I wish you young guys would slow down and not be such a hothead. So self-willed. I wish you all the joy. It will never happen for me again of walking into a little baby's room at night or a child's room and kneeling at their crib when they're sleeping and praying for your son or your daughter. I can remember going to that girl's room so many times and praying for her. And Tim's room and Tiffany's room and Tabitha's room, praying. Sometimes I get home late at night after driving, tr preaching and driving in. And I go to that room and just kneel and pray quietly. Those days will never happen again. What's wrong with you guys? What's wrong with you men? What's wrong with you ladies? Love is the foundation to anything. I have a sweet old dad, a sweet mother in heaven. When I stood there as they drew their last breath, I'm so very grateful that I loved them. I loved those people. When they could no longer take care of themselves, I loved them. I'm not saying I've been a perfect person. Why, why don't you love your mother? Why, why, why won't you talk to your mother? What's wrong with you? I tell you why she's offended. I'm not talking. Why won't you talk to your dad? God tells us the foundation is love because he tells us right here. And I don't have much time to spend with you on this, but the Bible says, Master, what's the great commandment? Verse 36. What's the great commandment? Jesus said, and he said it, he called it the first one, verse 38, the first and the great commandment. So it's verse 37. Here's the first commandment. Thou shalt love. What is love? Love is the center of man. It's the real you. It's the you that no one knows. That's what concerns me about getting older in life. One day I'll drop dead of a heart attack or a stroke. And, uh, and the next pastor, whoever one day it's going to ever be, hopefully it's 100 years from now. I hope he loves you. I hope he's not trying to get from you and take from you. I hope he'll plead for God in your life and pray over your children and pray over your families and pray over your marriage. And when you backslide, I hope he'll have enough love that he'll continue to intercede that you come back to God. On that prayer list of mine, the journal, the page, all the names that are on there that are away from God. And some have been years and years. I'm thinking, Lord, when? When is it going to happen? They come back to you. 
I hope you're wise enough to find someone who loves this place, loves the children, and loves the senior saints, and loves the widows and the widowers, and loves the unlovely. Back here, there used to be a whole row of adults that were educably slow people would pick them up. They came for years, 40-something years, different ones, and some had come for decades. But we're not allowed to pick them up the last two years. And I look back here. Oh, once in a while, one or two of them would get noisy, and we had to deal with that. They're people. They're people. I think of a rest home people. I can't go in to see these people. Shut. I think of Charles. He and I are exact same age. And Charles has been part of this church since 1977. And in a wheelchair. And I can't even go see him. And, he, and once in a while, very rarely, you get a hold of him more than that. You, you get him on the phone and he'll just cry, I want to come to church. Those people need to be loved. The red, the yellow, the black, the brown, the white, they're all precious in his sight. Brother Milo, another one here has been on life support. All three of you men right there. Good to have you all back in church. I just saw you. I want you to know that God says all relationships of love must be founded on Christ. So the only way we're going to make it in this country is to get the pastors, the people, the president, the vice president, the Supreme Court, the judicial, the the legislative, the mayors, the governors, fall in love with God. Only hope we have. Thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thine heart, soul, and mind. That's the foundation. He said the second one is like unto the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, as America continues to reject God, we've done it for so many years now. Murder is going to keep going out of control. Ladies, you be very careful. Not just at the dark of the night, but in the middle of the day. You be very careful because we have an angry society. We've been killing babies for 50 years around here. And if you'll hurt and harm the most innocent, won't you hurt and harm whoever else comes upon your path? You don't like the way they look? This is a a lady. She's vulnerable. This is a weak man. This is an elderly person on the subway. So the big thing is the craze is to come behind him and hit him in the head and knock him out. Why do people live that way? Because there's no love for God. You cannot have the next relationship until you get that relationship right. Churches need to open the doors like never before and fill our seats up and the chairs up and the pews up with people again and say, God is priority in my life. Your conflict is not with your dad. It's not with your mother. It's not with your wife. Your conflict is your relationship with God. That's why we come so judgmental of every other situation in life. Love God, and then it's going to be reflected. I'm going to love my neighbors. Some neighbors, it's a little hard to love. 
He said, I was thinking that just a few minutes ago as well. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an early bird. I, I, I can look across the street and I see if my neighbor across the street from me is even awake. Every day of my life, regardless what it is, I always try to be up by 10 o'clock in the morning. And I look across the way, still dark over to 11, 12 o'clock noon, and I, my neighbor, whoever he is, he comes dragging in here about 1 o'clock, and it's time for lunch. Well, maybe it's not how it works. You know, why can't you love your neighbor? Well, they're loud. When you get old, you're going to get loud too. <laughs> Miss Treber sometimes says, you know, you're the loudest person I've ever met. I always say, thank you. Just like my dad. Oh, he just loud. Love God. Love your neighbor. We're out of time. Men, will you turn to Ephesians 5? Ladies, will you t- turn to Titus 2? Men, you're Ephesians 5. Ladies, you're Titus 2. Men, there's a few verses I want you to read today. And in a Valentine weekend, you need to know this is your job. Men, could you read Ephesians 5, 25? You have it there? Ephesians 5, 25. Ready? Begin. Men, could you read verse 28, please? Like dynamic, strong men. Here we go, men. Ready? Begin. How about verse 33, men? One more, last one. Here we go. Ready, begin. Man, it's very clear. You have a job to do. Love your wife. Love is not what I get out of a relationship. It's what can I give in a relationship. How can I serve this person? For God so loved the world he gave. Why are, you, why are you spending all this money on therapy? Marriage counselors, 200 bucks an hour. My wife and I will do it for 150 an hour. <laughs> why are you spending that money? And many of you do. Why are you spending money on therapists? I would, if you go to a therapist, the first question I'd ask is, how's your marriage? Ladies, would you read Titus 2, verse number 4? We're about finished today. You've listened so carefully. We're to love God. We're to love our neighbor. Men, we're to love our wives. Ladies, Titus 2, 4. Ready? Begin. Why can't we love our husband? Well, he's unlovely. I wonder what would happen if you just loved him. Well, Mike, I I would never want to, Mike's like our son, and he knows he is. And his precious three children here today. But three weeks ago, Tuesday, he laid to rest his wife. Many of you in this room have laid a husband or a wife to rest, or you've laid children to rest. I ache for you, Sister Tina, just last week, your dad just died. No notice, three days, got sick and died, passed away. 
My wife and I, I've prayed for you so how hard that is to say goodbye to a parent. I, I think of your mom. I was out at a grave with my wife last week. And all through this place, I see people that we've laid your mom or your dad to rest. Why can't you just love your husband? Well, he's a jerk. Well, we, most men are. Why can't you just love your wife? Just love her. We're out of time where Ephesians 5, where you're at, verse 25 and verse 29 says that Jesus loved the church. Why would you be careless with church? Why would you be careless with Jesus gave his life for the church? Why would we be so careless? Here it is, review. There has to be a foundation. There must be a foundation. And it begins with loving God. And how you love your neighbor reveals how you love your God. And how we love our husbands and wives is how we love our God. And that passage in Titus, we didn't go there, but it talks about loving your children. And how you love your children reveals how you love God. Don't swear at your kids and don't hit your kids in the face and don't be mean and don't be short. And don't be aggravated with your children. Oh, yes, train them and correct them and discipline them. I'm not saying that, but when you correct a child, it ought to hurt you more than it hurts them. I'm talking about the fact that the foundation of every relationship is love. Why would you torment that lady so much? Why would you torment that man so much? Why would you torment those kids? Why would you torment your parents? Look at verse 40 of Matthew 22. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 40, on these two commandments, Hang all the law and the prophets. Everything, everything is rooted in God and how we love God. God came to a church in Revelation 2 and he said this of the church, nevertheless, I have something somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Brother Moabi, the world is getting cold toward the church, indifferent toward the church. But Jesus gave his life for the church. Oh, yes, North Valley Baptist Church has warts. We don't try to. But why would you attack something Jesus gave his life for? Why would you attack your mother when she birthed you and carried you and she went through the valley of the shadow of death to give you life? Why would you want to hurt her? Why would you want to hurt your dad? The foundation must be love. Oh, when we came here, and I'm done, let's stand together, please. When we came here, I loved you, and I knew I loved you. Most of those people are passed away now. I think all those deacons that I had, five of them all passed away. I knew I loved you. I just could not express it. My dad's an old German, just the sweetest man you ever met. He used to sit right back there. My dad never told me he loved me. When I was in college, he wrote me every week and said, love dad. But he couldn't say it out loud. I pastored him for probably 15 years 
And I'd say, Dad, I love you. And he just sort of, thanks. You know? And then one day he starts saying it. The last words I have on my cell phone from my dad is, I love you, son. I went to Chicago in 1978 to a conference, preacher's conference. I sat in the back row by myself. Nobody knew me. And I listened to morning sessions, afternoon sessions, evening sessions. Just sat there. I'll never forget it because I have all the material in my file. The theme that year was love. Love is the, love is the, the, the key. Love is supreme. Sweeter it grows, more glory bestows. Bright as the sun, ever it glows. Love is the theme, eternal theme. The preacher said this. Why don't you go home and stop complaining about your area, your church, your people, the money that you don't have? Why don't you stop complaining about it? And why don't you go home and love your people? I, at the invitation, knelt that day and prayed. I said, God, I want to love my people. I purposed that night in March of 1977. I've never let a Sunday night go by without telling you how I felt towards you as we closed the service. And then something happened. I got older in life. I cannot close the service. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I don't plan on doing it. It just happens. I'm trying to hang on as much as I can and let you know how much I love you and respect you. That's why my wife knows that you call in the middle of the night. I'll try to be there. You call, I say, Pastor, will you pray for us? I'll try to do it. And I'll say oftentimes, do I have permission to tell my wife? And we pray together. Why? Because we love you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.